welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. All right, today is so super special because I'm interviewing Anna Rova, and this is someone that I've been following for a while now, and she talks all about the idea of this feminine and masculine balance and how we as women can have really fulfilling relationships with both ourselves and our partners by looking at the dynamics of this masculine feminine. And this is really, really important when it comes to our body and our weight and food and all of that, because if we're not feeling fulfilled in our relationships or we're feeling resentment towards our spouse or we're constantly fighting or feeling like we have to do it all and you know they can't do anything right and we have to do everything ourselves, um, that's going to put so much burden on us, so much weight on us. It's going to make it really difficult to ever feel light and free and obviously to lose weight because we're carrying so much on our shoulders and we're not feeling like we can really hand anything over to our spouse or allow them to play a role that helps us feel really taken care of and secure and safe. And so we can let go and surrender fully into the process that's required for us to be in our ideal bodies and to be in that lighter space. But before we dive in, I just want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. This podcast is inspired by you, and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. All right. Welcome, everyone. I'm super excited today because I have a guest. I have Anna Rova here with me, and I've been following her for a little bit now, and I found her blog on how women should take off their capes and stop trying to be soup women, and I was like, what? I have to read this, (laughs) and I was blown away, and so I wanted to introduce her to all of my people because Everybody needs a little Anna in their life. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself because I think what you do is really powerful work for women. Mm, Thanks, Michelle. I loved it. Everybody needs an Anna Rova in their life, a little bit of Anna in their life. Thank you. Super excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me and um, yeah, and for finding me and for following my work. I'm very grateful and honored to be here. Great, great. So now you work with women. I know a lot of times you work with women who are looking to find a masculine man in their life, but you've also worked with married women. So can you talk a little bit about how you've been able to serve this married audience of women or what you're able to do for them to help them live better, more fulfilling lives? Yeah. So as you said, my primary focus currently is helping, you know, single women find a committed masculine man, but I've also worked with women in relationships and I myself am married and with a child. And so that's, that's kind of like, well, where they want to get the women that I work with. But, um, so yeah, when I work with women who are currently in, in relationships, um, or married, let's say, it's just, you know, when, we, when women come to me in that situation, although they're not the majority, but I, I deeply understand what that means and what, like, what are their struggles with their men because the dynamic um, is just not working. Um, and a lot of them are bitter, angry, and frustrated with their men. Um, and the marriage, honestly, is just not working. And so I'm very passionate. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm applying all these principles into my um, a relationship and my marriage with my men. And so everything just shifted and transformed once I have, well, in fact, I've been doing this work even before I met him really. So for me, it wasn't like a shift, you know? Um, but when I work with women and they start making those shifts, they really see, 
that the relationships transform and everything is in their own places and their marriage and in fact relationship is is thriving instead of like oh my god like i <laughs> just women are just so tired and exhausted and they need a way out and to just live a better life as a mom as a as a wife as a lover um and as a woman so yeah i'm excited to dive into what you think is uh, important to, to talk about <laughs> well, I know for me, one of the things I noticed, especially when my son was born, he's almost five now, but my friends were all having kids at the same time as me. And when we would get together, it was like a gripe session. It was like, and then he, my husband did this and he won't do that. And he can't do this. And I have to ask him for everything. And it was like, we all just came together and complained. And I was like, this is not a dynamic. And not to mention, none of us were getting laid enough. And how could we be, right? It's like, this just, we're all pissed off and angry and... And what it came down to was that we, at least I can only speak for myself, but I just expected my husband to perform like I did in the parenting role, like identical to me. And so when he didn't, I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, why aren't you just doing this? Why do I have to ask you to do that? Why don't you just know these things? And so when I met you and found your work, it really shifted my perspective of like, wait a second, it doesn't need to look the same, this 50-50. So I want to get into that. But first, I think it's important if we have a couple definitions. So would you mind defining the feminine and the masculine for um, everyone listening? Yeah, that's a great question, Michelle, because there's so much <clears throat> misconception, contradictions, and a lot of labels around it. And, and I, you know, the more people I interviewed on my podcast, Girl Skill Podcast, I've interviewed more than 150 people now, more, most of them women. But now I'm, I'm having an exclusive um, segment on my show where I interview men and I ask these questions like what is feminine what is masculine what is femininity what is masculinity and so <clears throat> there's a lot of kind of gray area there and a lot of questions and obviously this is all esoteric so we should start there you know this is not like science biology and all of that all the biology has to play a role so I will tell you my definition and what I've come to see um, from my own experience, from the research and all the people I've talked to. And my definitions of feminine masculine come primarily from David Data's work, um, which I highly recommend. His book, The Way of the Superior Man, is an amazing resource. It's actually for men, but when women read it, they like, it's like you're coming home and everything is in its own places. So, the feminine and the masculine, first of all, is not related to gender. So we don't need, we don't have to equate feminine women, you know, feminine equals women, masculine equals men, because feminine and masculine are basically different energies and they're energies on the same spectrum. And I call it the polarity spectrum, you know, let's say feminine is on the left and masculine is on the right or the other way around. Yeah, I was like showing with my right hand the left side <laughs> basically we can think of them as different energies as yin and yang as south and north everything is in duality in our world and so we can see them in different these definitions appear in different um, cultures and religions and so it's just a way of looking at things you know it's not black and white necessarily and these are just how I think of them as principles and fundamentals kind of so there's a danger here where we attach too much to, let's say, one label of the feminine. And a lot of the women are like, oh, I just need to be, you know, you just need to be more feminine and you need to do this. Um, well, the reality, that's not really the case. So one important thing, again, is to mention that these are like labels are, are dangerous. So having said that, there's still certain principles that 
And these energies are kind of how I think of them are guiding principles. And then you take what, what is, uh, what is for you. So feminine, masculine are two sides of polarity of the polarity spectrum. And more often we talk about them in the court, you know, when we relate to relate, relate to relate, when we talk about relationships, they're really uh, about sexual polarity. But what I found also is I've extended them into relationships into like day to day life. So if we really talk about sexual polarity, it's like the masculine is, is all about, and think of them in terms of energies as well. The masculine is all about direction. The masculine is all about presence. It's that stable, grounded presence. Um, it's all about doing things. It's all about going towards a certain direction. Um, and it's all about, you know, emptiness and nothingness and a constant achievement and go, go, go. And so let's look at the feminine. Well, the feminine is the complete opposite of that. So when you think of, you know, all of, and let's say the masculine in nature is also imagine a mountain that just doesn't move. It stands still. It's strong. It's stable. It's just there. And you can always count on it. And so the feminine is the complete opposite of that. The feminine is the flow. The feminine is chaos. It is wilderness. Uh, it is constantly up and down. It's like all over the freaking place. Um, and, you know, in nature, it's like the ocean. It, it constantly, you know, it's the tide. It's what fills the space. Uh, it's radiance. And both of these energies are equally powerful. They're not equal but they're equally powerful. And so, you know, how do we apply this actually to men and women? Well, in my experience, working with women and in myself, and this is what David Data also talks in the book, that most women actually identify with the feminine essence, so to say, and most men identify with the masculine essence. And like, what are the... Mm, why is that? That's a good question. I constantly ask this because I think about this a lot and I talk to women and men about this. It's because there are many, many reasons for it. One of the biggest reasons that can't be denied is biology. And I know that, Michelle, you're a mother, I'm a mother, all the mothers listening, and we've gone through this experience of getting pregnant and giving birth, and it can't be denied. And in fact, before I was a mother, everything was kind of, you know, gray and a bit like... I didn't understand this concept. I mean, I did, and I really related to them. But when I became a mother, that was it. Like everything shifted in their own places because I understood that what I can do, first of all, I understood my power of my body and that I can create life. And for me, like it still blows my mind that I think like from nothing, a human appeared in my, well, <laughs> it's not like a miracle I will go one day you know not my it, still, it still blows my mind to think about you know we made love with my husband and then like there's a human inside of me and it's growing and then I gave birth so I gained tremendous power from this experience and what I could do as a woman and that also shifted my perspective to realize and understand that my husband can't do that and in fact I hear a lot of women some, something to, you know, in regards to what you were saying, as in saying, but I have to give birth and I have to nurse my baby and I have to, and I'm like, holy shit, you get to do this. Like, this is such an amazing experience. And one of the reasons why I wanted to actually get pregnant and have children, because I couldn't imagine living my life in a female body that is able and has the capacity to, to, to do this. Um, I, d I didn't want to go through life not experiencing this. And so, so that's why I'm saying biology plays a huge role. And if you 
don't believe in anything else or, you know, you, you don't want to believe, then biology puts everything in its own places. And so, of course, there's other differences like, um, you know, emotional, energetic and so on and so on. Don't want to go into details. I mean, if you want to, we can. And so that's why we say that um, most women still to this day and probably will always identify with a feminine essence. Uh, and most men will identify with a masculine essence. And I'll just finish for women who are kind of questioning, well, how do I, how do I know if I'm a feminine essence woman? And this can actually be in reverse as well. You know, some men identify with a feminine essence and some women identify with a masculine essence, but that's not the majority. And so if you're a feminine essence woman, think about an example is like an empty shelf or an empty house. Um, and so what do you want to do with an empty shelf? So let's say, you know, you, you're, you're moving into a new house or, you know, imagine your bedside table and imagine your husband's bedside table. Well, how, what's on your bedside table? Let's say, what do you want to do with an empty shelf? Well, a feminine essence woman always wants to fill that empty shelf with stuff, with beauty, with like, I don't know about you, Michelle, but I have like candles and oils and my journal and my tarot cards. Like I always want, like, look at my background. It's all like color and plants and, you know, we want to decorate, we want to nurture <clears throat> we're fulfilled by this. And so our husband's bedside uh, table is like almost empty. Um, you know, there's like almost nothing. <clears throat> and so that's the beauty of this dynamic. That's the beauty of this duality. And the most important thing is that they attract each other um, in, in exactly the same way because they're on different polarity spectrum. So a very feminine woman who's identifying with her feminine essence and living her life as a feminine woman will be attracting the direct opposite masculine men. And so it's the, it, the polarity is always at play and actually works in, in even same-sex couples. But that's basically how it works. Did I answer your question? Hope it yeah. makes sense. No, and, and a bunch of new ones. <laughs> so okay, yeah. one thing I wanted to clear up really quick because you use the word identify and I wanted to be clear about what you mean by that because most of my life up until maybe, I don't know, three months ago, I would have said I identified in the masculine because I was oriented to, not because it's truly who I am at, at mm -hmm. my essence, but because it's what I was taught to do and what was modeled for me and what felt easy to me. Like it's easy for me to drive, to push, just to do that. Um, it's actually easier for me to do that. But I don't think that's how I'm supposed to operate in the world. And I think for a lot of my clients, it's the same because I come from the weight loss industry, which is very masculine oriented, mm -hmm. the way we do weight loss in this culture. So they're forced to operate in this masculine bubble. So when you say identify I just want to be clear, and I'm asking a question, not making a statement, but you don't necessarily mean like it's what you're oriented towards, but it's who you are deep down inside. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that it's easier for me to push and to be in the masculine. And I'd like to challenge that because I, I was exactly the same. And I think women listening to you are like, hell yeah, like it's easier for me to push. But in fact, when you when you realize that there's another way and that when you connect to it, to the feminine way, let's say it's actually easier to be in that because you don't have, you don't have to push. Yeah. In fact, you, you can just be who it you is, are as a woman. Easier. You're totally right. Easier is probably not the right word. It's, um, 
more it's familiar territory familiar <laughs> right yeah yeah and and that's exactly right as you said like we didn't most of the women i work with i'm sure that might be your story michelle it's they haven't seen female female power and female strength in a healthy way modeled to them as role models around um you know and it's always and we were raised a lot of us were raised as as pretty much boys as in like go and be independent and push and you don't need a man and like all of that stuff especially in today's gender climate and equality and feminism which has done some incredible things you know today we live in a world it's the best time to be a woman <laughs> pretty much you know but what that led to is that we're basically competing with men all the time and we want to be men um, and so when there are two men in the relationship, that's when trouble starts. Uh, and, th- and that's where I find that a lot of the women listening are, and that's where I was for sure. And so when, you, when I say identify with, a fe- with your feminine essence, it's really who you are inside when you strip down all the masks, all the layers, all the I need to be this way. Um, I need to prove everything to everyone. I need to be a good enough mother or not good enough. I need to be a good mother. I need to be a perfect woman. So I talk a lot of, about, so you mentioned in the beginning, you know, the superwoman syndrome. That's not my quote, by the way, or my term. But it's basically, you're right. It's like today we live in a world where a woman is supposed to be everything um, and do everything. And it's like if before women, you know, in the 50s were just expected to kind of be around the home and create a family and all of that, and that was just good enough or amazing if you did that. Well, today you got to do that and you also got to have a career and a, and, and, a, and a business and a perfect body and a spiritual life and a parent. So you got to be perfect on all fronts yeah. and it's just crazy. So that's why we're all going a little bit crazy because we can't do it all. And I actually talk about the lines of female success and I've identified three of them. If you want me, I'm just going to state them now. That yeah, go ahead. The first lie of female Wait, success. Seconds. Everybody have their pen and paper because she's going to drop some knowledge bombs on you. You're going to want to write. Right. Things. Well, I talk about this in my, in my free training on how to attract a masculine man. But basically, the three lies of female success are number one, that women, the number one lie is that women can and should do it all. Okay. Number two, the lie number two is that our, 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 um, our strength comes from independence, in, from our independence. Our power, sorry, comes from our independence and our strength. And then the third one is that femininity is weakness. Um, and so my mission, and I've come up with this after all the interviews I've done, you know, I've done my podcast for more than two years. I'm coaching women into this. So, and these are all lies, basically. So I reframe those lies and say, first of all, you cannot and shouldn't do it all because that's impossible. And then the second one is uh, a woman's um, power comes from her happiness and from being fulfilled as who she is as a woman and not her independence and her strength, in, which is a masculine term. And then the, the third one is femininity is femininity is strength femininity is power so my mission in the world is well at least for today uh, for now is to make women realize that for to make women realize that everything they need is within them that nobody can give them power nobody can take them away so that they they have everything that they need inside they just need to realize it and then claim it and and really own it as women absolutely you're 100 percent right and the the, it's crazy that that lie, the femininity is weakness. I know I've, I've felt it too, so I'm not 
you know, numb to it, but it's so crazy because we create life. <laughs> it's like, and, mm. and to be clear, even if you are not able to have a child or, or want a child, you're creating all sorts of other things. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I always tell people that it's not about just creating human life. You're creating music, you're creating projects, you're creating ev- like all these incredible things that the creativity of a feminine is absolutely incredible. So to think that there's even this little plant of a seed of femininity as weakness is crazy uh, because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. So thanks for sharing those. Um, and I did watch your training and it's really, really powerful. To, um, I think, isn't the link super simple? Just, just the, for where your webinar Yeah, is? it's girlskill.com slash webinar. In fact, um, the one that you watched was called The Live Female Success. And now, um, you know, I'm switching it up. So perhaps by the time this is out, the actual training is going to be how to attract a masculine man and break through. Um, cause it's all about all of that, you know, and, and it's interesting because single women, once they realize this, they get on a path of obviously transforming themselves, taking their power, not even back, but really mm, claiming their power essentially. And thus they're able to attract that masculine man from the get go. But even if you are with a man in the dynamic, like you married and the dynamic is not working, I always tell women, well, it's not about him. And I write a lot about, you know, because women are like, how can I make him step into the masculine? And how can I make <laughs> him do this and everything? Well, the, the answer is you can't. And the more you try to, the worse it's going to get. So the only thing you can do is actually you, once you work on yourself and step into your own femininity and lean back and actually take care of yourself and let go of control, uh, let go of that need to constantly parent your husband, which is a huge, like everything you talked about, Michelle, about he didn't do this and he didn't do that and la, 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 whatever. A lot of women are just parenting their husbands and they're exhausted instead of letting their husbands just be men um, and take charge and all of that. So once that happens and it's totally possible, but it's all on you, it all starts with you. It all ends with you, you know? So it's like um, you're coming together as a healthy couple um, where you play certain roles. And I just want to say, Michelle, that this is a choice, you know, it's, it's a choice for a role that you want to play as a woman. Everybody has a choice. I'm not here to tell you what to do or who you should be, but a lot of women identify this because deep down inside, that's what they want. And when I work with them and when they realize this and they actually start implementing this in their relationships, they're like telling me, this just feels right. It feels easy when you don't push and you're just there. You're just being, you know, and, and that's easy actually where you just drop all the expectations and all the notions of who you should be. <laughs> and, and because a woman is like, when you think about a nuclear family, and I know you know this, Michelle, because we as women, we are not only creating things and life and everything, but we are an energy force, the life force within us. And, I, and like we know when we're happy and fulfilled, everything is just amazing around us. All the people want to be around us. But when we're frustrated and bitter and angry, that's it. Nobody's happy. Your dog's, your dog's not happy. Your children are not happy. Your husband is like, oh my God, I can't even touch that button because there's an explosion about, you know, about to, that bomb is about to detonate. And so that's how most women are living with their marriages, you know, and it's, it's just painful and it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And I know you mentioned it, it was in one of your podcasts. I don't remember which one, um, but I remember I came to my husband and I was like, I heard this thing today on a podcast and I totally thought of you because 
um, you know, that, that term happy wife, happy life. And, um, what one, what either you or one of your guests was talking about the fact that when you do parent your husband, um, they will just fall into that role because they don't want conflict. It's like they're, so like if you're parenting them and you're doing everything for them, they're that they're just going to fall into it and be like, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to kind of let this happen. Let this be. And that's, and it's so true because I noticed my husband, you know, if I'm like telling him something that's bothering me, I'm like, so what's something that's bothering um, you about me? He's like, no, I'm like, no, but come on, there's gotta be something. He's like, no, <laughs> like, but I know I'm not perfect. I know I must get on your nerves. Like, is there things I could work on? And he's like, I'm not going there. <laughs> We're not right. having this conversation. It's just so funny. I'm like, it's because he just wants peace and calm. He doesn't. And he, so he'll get over stuff. Like it's worth it to him to just get over it. And not that he doesn't suppress yeah. things because he does, but for the most part, it's just like, eh, whatever. But so they kind of just fall into this role that we create. Like you said, we're so powerful in this space because at the end of the day that everybody wants happy wife, happy life. Yeah, you're right. And that's a, that's a, an extremely important point that you bring up is, and women don't understand this, is that we are wired to, to think and to be surrounded by relationships. You know, that's why so many women are into this relationship stuff and how do I do this and da, da, da. Men come to this and even talking about this when like shit goes down and the house is burning. Okay, I need to do something about that, you know? But until they come to that point, that's not their priority. That's never their priority. And that, I mean, if you look at evolution, evolution and go back, you know, thousands of years ago, there's plenty of reasons for it. You know, women, and again, it all comes to biology you know, the more I reverse engineer and the more I think about this is why do we do this and why women are like this and feminine essence and all of that. It's all biology. I mean, it all, even you're right, even if you don't have children, you're programmed to be a nurturer as a, as, a, as a woman in a female body. You're just programmed to do so. And so that's why a lot of us are so passionate about relationships and talking about this and like, how does this work and how do I make them? Let's talk about this. And But what about me? Like, don't, how do you feel? And, you know, all of this. And men are just not responding to that. And it's a great sign, Michelle, that he's like, nope. I'm not going to go there because he's, you know, playing consciously his role. And they just don't think about this stuff. You know, it's like our priorities are different. And so expecting that your man is going to come home and like try to talk to you and like share with you your feelings and all of that. That's (laughs) like, honestly, I don't want that. And once I realize this is like, I don't want a man who comes home and like, is all, you know, emotional and everything. Like, I don't want that. I'm not going to be able to trust him. I'm not going to be able to respect him. I want him to be that mountain when shit goes down. I want him to hold space and to be there for me and to be the leader in our marriage, so to say, to be the protector and the provider, essentially. Um, And that's what fulfills me and that's what fulfills him. Now, you're right. A lot of men suppress a lot of things and that's a major, major thing that we need to talk about. There's a lot of labels there as in like men don't cry and blah, blah. But the thing is that that's their work to be done, right? Like we can't fix everything. But just to understand the difference is that we are wired for relationship um, uh, improvement and thriving of the relationship. So how I think about this is that the man, most men, I'm not saying all of them, 
sorry, but most men are the leader, like he's the captain of the ship and you're the one who's like decorating the ship and making sure the ship is like, it's all working together. (laughs) Yeah. And, and understanding that is very important because it's up to you. And I wrote an article about, an article about boundaries, how to set boundaries with men, because they're easy. They're going to go with the flow. Like the least, his path, like what he wants is to get from A to B with the least resistance. Resistance, he doesn't want resistance because he works all day, you know, doing whatever he's doing, thinking about the family, thinking about the money. Of course, a woman does that as well, but it just, it's wired differently, you know, and I, it was really interesting. I interviewed uh, Warren Farrell on my podcast. He wrote the book, The Boy Crisis. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that episode. It's amazing. The book is incredible for all women who are mothers. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a son, Michelle? Yeah. So I highly recommend reading that book because he talks about amazing research there. You know, there's a whole pay gap thing and everything. And he says, well, in fact, when the research was done, it was not that all men earn more than all women. It's dads who earn more than, than moms simply because when men become, well, when men become married and when they become dads, it's a huge responsibility on their shoulders. They innately and instinctively and primarily, again, if we look at evolution, they feel the responsibility of the family um, and they want to make sure that the family survives. And I was... Sorry to interrupt you, but they actually thrive in that role too, right? Because like for me, that feels like the weight of the world. And I feel like for my husband, it just feels natural to him. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I want to take care of the family, which for me, I'm like, oh my God, what do I got to do? What if we don't make enough money? Blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, you know, like for him, it just seems, I'm sure he's stressed, but it feels just natural. Is that the case for, for the most part? Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they want to feel like when they tell you, I got this, like, this is the one phrase that I think us as women, we just want to hear from, from our men. I got this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then you can lean back and surrender and let him lead and you trust him. Trusting your man is one of the (laughs) most important skills that a woman can develop. And I help women do that. So instead of control, you switch to trust. Mm -hmm. And it's a very hard thing to do if you've been like programmed to control everything all your 30, 40 years of your life, you know. Um, but they want to do that and they'll, they're fulfilled by that. They're fulfilled by being the protector and the provider. And you said something important. I don't want to put that expectation also on men, you know, because it's very hard. Um, and we don't want to sit there and be like, well, you're the protector and the provider. You're going to take care of about this. It's very important to acknowledge that it's a very hard job and, um, it's a huge burden and, and it's, well, I don't want to say burden, but it's a huge responsibility. And a lot of men, you know, that Uh, crisis from 40 to 44 this is when they're like well who I am as a man and what's my mission and everything but if we really think about this majority of men are just fulfilled by that role of the protector and the provider they feel like that's their mission to be here to in service of the feminine in service of their families and their communities and leading countries because if you really think about this like at the end of the day he just wants to come home you know to his family maybe have a beer maybe have a good meal and he just wants peace like good sex that's that's his thing he just worked (laughs) hard brought home the bacon you know and he just wants to relax. And if you're there with all of your, I mean, you know, that's the thing. I don't want to, we can't blame one or the other because obviously 
and we can't deny a woman's feelings where she's so exhausted and gosh, you know, she has to work nine to five, then there's a second shift. And of course she's bitter and angry. And of course, like if he lies on the couch and she's doing everything, she's like, what the hell are you doing? So yeah, there's a lot of layers in here. You know, it's not as simple as black and white, but just understanding that dynamic and becoming curious, um, taking responsibility. Well, what, what can I do? What can I let go of? How can I trust more? How can I let him lead? Then everything just honestly becomes easier. Yeah. That's how I shifted my perspective is I thought to myself, okay, even though, cause the word provider, I think could be confusing to, to someone because provider, they might accompany with makes more money. And that may or may not be the case in my opinion, right? Provider to me is an energy like that. I got this statement that, that I feel protected and provided for by my husband, even if I made 10 times more money than him, because if I'm making 10 times more money than him and I'm aligned with myself, it's coming in a very natural feminine way. Otherwise I wouldn't do it because I'm not going to push and strive and be happy. So like if I'm attracting way more money than him, that's just happening as a result of me being me. And that's cool. But what I'm releasing or what I've been releasing to my spouse is like, I don't have that burden of protector provider. I have my own stuff that I take care of as a woman. I'm primarily am in charge of Rome, for example, like I handle when's his dance class and, and register for school and whatever, that's fine. And Nick doesn't even have to think about that. He probably doesn't even know what school he's going to go to, right? Until it comes down to actually starting. Um, so I take on that quote unquote burden of just managing the home and my child, but he mm-hmm. takes on the burden of managing everything above that. And so that's where I am able to shift when I see him lying on the couch after a hard day. I'm not thinking just specifically that day he worked hard because then, yeah, that day I worked hard too. I'm thinking about energetically what he's holding up, that mountain. I don't want it. And so I am so overly appreciative that he does want it (laughs) that I'm just like, what can I do for you? (laughs) Like, and I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I'm perfect, but I'm like, you don't even want me because he loves to have his head scratched, like just play with his hair. So, and I used to hate it. I'm like, God, I worked all day. I put Rome to bed. I cooked dinner. I cleaned dishes. Yeah, and now I have to head. scratch your head. <laughs> like what the hell dude. But now I'm just like, can I scratch your head? Is that the least thing I can do for what you hold on your shoulders? Then, then I can do that. And I do it willingly and happily because of that. Yeah. And, and here is where, you know, that 50, 50, split comes in right because we live in a world today where it's like everything's 50 50 and I wrote an article about this like how to get out of this dynamic because this dynamic just doesn't work because what we today with all the equality and feminism again I think it brought some amazing I mean some most of it is just incredible right like what feminism is necessary for sure to shift yeah, and like you can do everything. But when it comes to marriage and relationships, I believe strongly that there still and probably will always be roles to play. And it's your choice on how you do this. And so the 50-50, as you said, it just doesn't work simply because we're coming with different energies there. Again, biology, emotions, and how we regulate ourselves as women and men is just different. And so expecting that your husband is going to parent, let's say your child in the same way that you do 50-50 is just doesn't make sense. Expecting that he's going to know, you know, how to separate your all the laundry into whites and then, you know, hand wash and everything is just 
no, it doesn't work. Like, I mean, he can. Like, I honestly think we had this discussion with my husband. Men can do everything that we can do. Of course. Just, you know, take care of the children, the house. Like, everybody's going to survive, honestly. Like, if we do it beautifully because they have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're just not going to do it in the way we do it. That, it makes just makes everything better right like my husband can eat eggs for breakfast for a whole week and he like he's that when I told him look what are we going to do about all these dinners and everything he's like well just cook salmon every night for a week and I'm like what <laughs> you know or like just put all the underwear and socks and every just do laundry like that just you know dress the baby in like the same clothes for a week like what is this complicated i'm like looking at him like are you kidding me like this is crazy so for me that world is just insane i mean obviously i have some control issues regarding laundry but that's every woman because (laughs) there's certain things we crave variety we crave things to be a certain way in terms of I mean, you know what I mean, like in terms of kids and school and activities, if it were up to them, I mean, you know, we live for two weeks and leave children with um, our husbands, like they're all going to survive. And if if he's going to be working, it's just not going to be the same. (laughs) And so, okay, when I come, because I've done it. And when I come back, there's dishes in the sink, there's toys everywhere, like the kids alive. (laughs) <laughs> right they and had, that's the most important thing right they had so much fun they played superheroes they played race cars they played they played and played and played and played they didn't stop to do dishes yeah. they didn't stop and it was a beautiful weekend but when I come in the house I'm like what <laughs> like what happened yeah right and so that's where 50 50 doesn't work and it's in the same way when we try let's say I mean, you know, when we expect women, for example, to take the 50-50 role of the things that a man would naturally do, you know, like even even in terms of income, um, even in terms of, I, well, income is like, is a weird thing. Like we can talk about this because it's a sensitive issue. But even, you know, like things around the house and what he can do best. And so we just, we need to leverage our strengths, right? And these energies um, and then just play them consciously. You know, I get sometimes also frustrated as in like, why doesn't he do this and help this? But then I consciously have to remind myself and how I look at this, we just divide our responsibilities and it's, we play instead of 50-50, we just do a hundred, a hundred. Like I know a hundred percent what's my role and what I'm responsible for. And then he knows what he's responsible for, you know, and then it just works. So we don't sit there bickering. It's like, but I did this and you did this. And what about yesterday? Like there's none of that because I know what is my role and my responsibility. I'm happy to play, you know, like I take care of the house. I take care of Zoe, my daughter, and what is she doing and our schedule and everything and meals and laundry and what are we going to do? And so I feel in the space in terms of that. Now he takes care of providing, like literally he takes care, for example, that's in my family of the money and of the income. And I know that I can trust him to do that. And, you know, fixing the house, taking out the garbage, all the dirty shit that I don't want to deal with or (laughs) carrying stuff, you know, I don't want to do this. Like it's, and, and then he does that. And that's how it works beautifully for us. Now, every family is different. So you have to figure out what works for you. But I think a lot of women would, that would naturally kind of come into play. And we actually, me and my husband, I don't know about you, Michelle, I'd be curious to know what you've done, but we actually haven't sat down and decided this. It kind of naturally fell into place. Well, he thinks it naturally fell into place, but I actually thought about this consciously and I kind of drove us. <laughs> 
right. That's when you said the woman is the one who's like, like decide, what do you want to do? What do you want to be responsible for? If you don't want to be responsible for the money and in terms of like how things work and buckets, like he takes care of all of these things. I don't need to, it doesn't mean, and one important thing to say, because a lot of women ask me this question of like, well, what if he disappears tomorrow? Or what if like, you know, he just is not there tomorrow. How can you like sleep at, sleep at night at peace when like, if he's not there, what are you going to do? Well, I'm not like a damsel in distress. I'm a grown up woman, a conscious grown up woman who has this masculine energy within us. So one important thing to say is that the feminine, the masculine energies are in all of us. And I have a very strong inner masculine and I'm sure you do Michelle as well. So when she hits the fan and that's how we're able to do our work, right? So we come to work, we switch on and we do shit in the world. Well, the challenge is we need to come home and we need to switch back. Although there's a way to be in a feminine leadership position as well, but that's a different conversation. And so knowing that you have that power. No matter what happens, you're okay. Even if he leaves, even if something happens, because all of that can happen, you know, but you just know internally that you have the reservoirs and the power to step up and to lead and to drive if things go down and he's not there. But up until then, you can relax and surrender and, um, you know, just uh, play your role and, and be happy with it. And so it's just, that's the secret, I guess, to thriving relationships, in my opinion. Yeah. There's a couple things I want to pull on that and then we'll start to wrap up. One was that the, that the way that I look at it in terms of like what happened if, if Nick disappeared tomorrow is, and this is my beliefs and it doesn't have to be anybody else's, but I believe that then the masculine energy, like the universal masculine energy will support Right. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? Like I'm always supported. I'm always safe and secure in this world because I believe in something in a higher power. I don't have a name for it, but it's just, I know always be okay. And so, um, and that I will fulfill the role any way I need to, to survive and I'll be fine. The other thing I wanted to mention was, um, the end of 2018, um, a fire came through and burnt our entire town down and burnt our house down. And, mm. and when it happened, so it was maybe two days after the fire and we were living on a mattress on a, a, on the floor of someone's house with my two dogs, my son and my husband and I all on one little mattress. And I was like, okay. And we were renters and we didn't have renters insurance. So we lost everything we owned. We had absolutely no money to replace it. And now, and then it was like, how do you work? Right. So we're like, I'm like, okay, we're in this predicament. My husband, he kind of shut down. He was just like, I don't know. He was like at another planet. Like, he was just, I don't know where, what happened. He totally shut down. And so I was, we were supposed to be sleeping. It was like middle of the night. And I opened my laptop because I did save my laptop. And I started searching for houses in the town over. And I contacted a realtor at two o'clock in the morning. And I set up like three showings of houses. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, all right, babe, we're going to go look at four houses on Monday and we're putting an offer on one of them. And if we don't, we will be homeless because as, because everybody is waiting for insurance money and we don't have any. So if we don't put an offer on a house in the next four days, we're going to be competing with 27,000 people that just lost their house. And he was like, no, we're not ready yet. And I'm like, this is what's happening. And so we did on Monday, we put an offer on the house. It's the house I live in. We paid asking, not over. We didn't have any other bids against us. And a miracle came together for us to find this house. And it was just an example of like, okay, when the shit hits the fan, sometimes we, we have to step into a different role, but that's, that's that balance. Like he shut down and I stepped up, right? Mm. And there's so many times when I've shut down and he stepped up. 
but it's that, so that goes into what you're saying with like, you're not a damsel in distress. Like we are still strong women in our own rights and we're choosing to surrender and to be in that place of flow. Like when we have that masculine energy surrounding us. Yeah, well, first and foremost, you know, Michelle, we are human, all of us. Um, and so we all have the power within us to, you know, just step up and take care of our own lives and obviously of the lives of our family. And so a lot of the times happens that as human beings, you know, like your husband completely froze, for example, shut down, because it might have been a really big shock to his system, as in like to lose everything. Yeah. And so you as you know, as the wife and as the mother, because we have we have an in, a very strong instinct to protect our kids, oh, yeah. right? And yeah, and 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 again, evolutionary. So I know, you know, my, like it was really interesting because I'm thinking about because you know we had fires in Australia here where I'm currently living, and I thought about a situation where what would happen or something. My first thought is to go to my daughter. I know his first thought is actually me and her Mm -hmm. so it's a really interesting dynamic where and then when I thought about this kind of thought process and this dynamic I knew we'd be okay because I'm gonna take care of her and then he's gonna take care of us in that sense and so we'll be fine and it's like it's really interesting how just naturally these things happen but men can yeah that's funny because I I, he wasn't at the house when the fire happened he was at work and he asked me to wait for him and I didn't I got the kid and the dogs and left because he was so far away and Mm. I looked outside and my instinct was we're about to burn down yeah um, and I got to get everybody out of this house and so yeah it it took him like eight hours to get out and he Mm. was driving through flames and I wasn't so it was just interesting to say that because I was just like dog's kid go and my husband just left he's just left in the fire and there's nothing I could do about it yeah so in extreme situations like that we can see how things you know things just shift and and you know our limbic brain almost like comes into play and like what needs to be done now in order to fix to fix this situation and another example is how it's also helpful I feel like to for women to understand this dynamic is let's say you know you're all locked up in um in church and I think it were like in a building let's say um like there's a meeting or something and this is an example that I talked to to a, to a man on the podcast can't remember who it was but you know once let's say you're in a building and it's like men and women and it's a workshop and they're children as well let's say there's something extreme happens like let's say you hear gunshots or something like that and there's panic happening and everything well <clears throat> what's about to happen next do you think that the women will will stand up and go outside to protect the house and to see what the hell is happening. No, the women are going to go and take their children and go to a safe space because they're going to be the ones to protect their children. And the men are going to, well, that's just instinctual. They're going to stand up and go and defend when we really think about this. Now, of course, extreme <laughs> cases like this don't happen every day. And hopefully it will never happen. Right. But we really can see how this also plays in relationships, how you can take that same kind of um, fear or the dynamic and apply it into the home where we are really what's inside the house and what's inside the relationship and how things work and how everybody interacts with each other and, you know, swimming classes and this and that. And, and then he just takes care of the outside to make sure that everybody's safe 
uh, secure and and pretty much provided for. And he doesn't he doesn't care like what we eat for dinner today or you know because I know I know we can even get frustrated. Well, what do you want for dinner? And like blah blah. And just he's like just make a decision. You know, I don't think about this. So that's, yeah, that's such a good point too because that when coming back to what I said earlier, the reason why I can happily pull his hair and let him lie on the couch while I'm hustling and bustling around is for that very reason. Because I know that if push came to shove, that he's going to walk out there and defend this home. And I don't want to, like, I mean, I would be terrified. I wouldn't be, you know what I mean? I I would do what I had to do. Don't get me wrong, but I am Mm -hmm. so appreciative to have this man in my life that I know will do that at the drop of a hat. And that's why I have no problem pulling his hair at the end of a long day, even though maybe that day I did more task-wise, right? And I could have. Even though that day he napped and I didn't. Even though that day seemed like he didn't do a lot because I know that energetically he's doing so much that I don't want to do and I appreciate that. Great. Yeah, that's a great philosophy to have to look at the overall picture because it's not about what you do today and tomorrow and whatever. It's about that it's about that responsibility that we take on as mother and father because we also parent differently, right? Um, and there's differences there. Uh, we It's the responsibilities that we take on as wife and husband, men and women, um, you know, lovers, let's say, in the bedroom. So it's, it's just different roles to play. And in my personal opinion, I mean, it really works in my marriage and then I, I see the women that I work with it really works in in their relationships because we are different and celebrating these differences is what is truly kind of the secret to having a thriving relationship being curious uh, not blaming and basically like working on yourself as a woman connecting to your femininity and what makes you a woman um, and it just feels incredible when a woman is juicy and happy and fulfilled, as you said, happy life, happy wife. Well, that's it. That's all they want. They they just want to make you happy, you know? Um, And once you understand that, like the bickering stops because you're like, well, you know, how do we fix this instead of um, trying to blame each other? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's such a beautiful way to kind of wrap things up. Is there anything else that you want Mm -hmm. to add to kind of come for a circle, mm-hmm. full circle before we tell them where to find you and all that? Oh, you know, I, <laughs> there's so much I want to say because it's like, for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such an important subject, you know, and especially today and to all the mothers and wives and women listening, you know, it's such a hard job to juggle everything, to <clears throat> think about everything, to do everything. We'll just, Knowing that you don't have to, um, and once you shift that, and once you let go, and once you delegate, um, prioritize with ease, be in your body. Uh, you know, I do a lot of feminine embodiment work with women, and I teach them how to drop from the head into the body, um, where our creative energy centers are. You know, our chest space and our heart and our wombs, and how we can just be present here now in this body today without worrying about the future, without worrying about the past. And it, it takes work. But once you do that, once you habituate that, um, that's just so attractive to the masculine. You pointed in the beginning, so I'm just going to finish with that, that sexual attraction actually 
kind of comes to life once you do once you play these roles so this is like a a, a by well not i mean byproduct i, I guess um <laughs> when you play these roles you also kind of get further into your spectrums so into your feminine and the masculine and this is where attraction happens because women are very attracted to that masculine drive to that I got this you know and when you feel like when you can surrender into his arms and when you can trust him and when you can see him lead that's very freaking attractive and that's arousing to to the feminine to be taken you know to to be uh, ravished and to be made love to to be so to say penetrated energetically and to just know that you can trust your man that you go out there and you let him lead. Um, and this is a little bit counterintuitive because a lot of women want to give him directions and all of that, blah, blah. But when you learn how not to do that because you trust, then, then you just relax and surrender. And that's very, very attractive, not only to you, but that's also attractive to him. And that's why um, the sexual dynamic in the bedroom also changes. So that's, I mean, it's a win-win on, on all fronts. Oh, yeah. And to re- reiterate what you said earlier, that... Um, that if your man is not, if you're, if you're hearing what we're saying and you're thinking, well, my husband doesn't really act in those ways. At least I don't think he does go back to what Anna said earlier, which is it's not necessarily changing him because (laughs) it could be that the only reason why he's not performing in that role is because you haven't stepped into your role yet and your feminine and dropped into what makes you happy and fulfilled. So before you think like, well, my man doesn't do all those things you said, or he doesn't act like that, then take a step back and look at yourself and just say, how could I step so fully into my feminine essence and then just see what happens because you would be surprised. Absolutely. So it's, it's all on you. Um, it's never about anyone, your husband or your children or anybody else for that matter, you know, and I have this principle. I talk about the, the mirror principle. Everybody around you is a mirror. And so, and you are such, as a woman, you're such a powerful energy source within you. You have the power to influence how does everybody feel around you? How do they interact with each other and with the world? And so, I mean, you know this, as soon as you walk into the room, he can feel it. Like, he knows something's going down. Uh And if you stay, one of the biggest compliments my husband told me is, you don't stay angry for long. Actually, I'm not, I don't think I'm angry ever, but I'm just upset. I mean, I get upset. Like we fight sometimes, not very often, but we do fight. One of the biggest compliments, two biggest compliments that he told me is number one, I feel free with you. Mm. That's another big thing that I talk about and write about. If your man feels free with you, that he can do what he wants, that he can uh, be who he is without asking for your permission all the time. Again, parenting. If you are looking at your husband as another child in your family that you need to parent, there's something very wrong there. And if he feels free with you, he chooses to be with you. And that's one of the most important foundational principles in the relationships. Uh, And the second one, he told me, you're not angry for a long time. And for him, this was like, wow, you know, because a lot of women, yeah, because previous, (laughs) yeah, previous women he has been with, which were all wonderful women, but they were just, we're so good at staying in that angry state for days. And that's just detrimental to us, to our health, and to our families. Um, And so there are very very valid reasons very very often to be disappointed and to be angry. But then you need to have all the tools and 
your own toolbox of how to deal with the, your own emotional um, storms while he can also play that role. But when you're walking around angry for three days, that's not, that's not okay. I mean, you might, you might very well have a reason to be, for sure, but it's just it's not productive to, to anyone to hold that in, in your body like for three days. It's just crazy. That's it. Yeah. yeah it's not productive. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been amazing. I had no doubt that it would be. So thank you so much for taking the time to come and do this with me and everyone listening. And where would you like people to go to be able to connect more with you? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Michelle. This, I mean, you know, I'm fascinated by the subjects. I can talk about this all day. Um, so for everyone listening who wants, to, who wants to know more, I would highly recommend to sign up for my webinar, first of all. This is my signature training that I taught. I mean, it is going to be called How to Attract a Masculine Man, but, but I really talk about three different principles there. I talk about polarity and how it works, uh, something that we touched upon today. I talk about the three lies of female success and what to do and how to shift and what are the results. And and the third one is working on your beliefs that are deep down inside. So that's at girlskill.com slash webinar. You could sign up and then watch it. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully that's going to be very insightful. And then I'm also, you know, on Instagram and um, Facebook and all of that. But primarily my webinar, which is on my site as well, is where, you know, you can just sign up and get to know more. And then just if you want her um, podcast, it's, it's really, really good. And mm-hmm. that's just that you can go search for girl skill and you'll find the podcast that I listen to and reference often. So mm-hmm. that's there. And I'll just say thank, once again, thank you so much. And um, we're so grateful to have you and come back anytime and we could chat again for another hour and another hour and another hour. I'll be, I'll be happy to. Yeah. Thanks so much, Michelle. I yeah. hope this was helpful. Super, super helpful. All right, guys. Since you are a loyal listener of Binge on This, I want to invite you to my brand new online training. It's totally free and it'll teach you the four steps to permanently end weight gain and live in your ideal body for women that have tried every possible weight loss method. You will learn exactly how I lost my weight and how I teach all my clients to do this without restrictive dieting or extreme exercise. So if you've tried everything to lose weight and you're looking for and don't want to battle weight and food anymore, this is for you. Just head to TotalBodyHealthSolutions.com forward slash webinar. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and let your friends know about this podcast. Share the wealth, all right? I'll see you next time.